The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews, If I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is not true. But there is another who testifies on my behalf, and I know that the testimony he gives on my behalf is true. I, you sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The work that the Father gives me to accomplish, these works that I perform testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. Moreover, the Father who sent me has testified on my behalf, but you have never heard his voice nor seen his form, and you do not have his word remaining in you, because you do not believe in the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures, because you think that you have eternal life through them. Even they testify on my behalf, but you do not want to come to me to have life. I do I do not accept human praise. Moreover, I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I came in the name of my Father, but you do not accept me. Yet, if another comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe when you accept praise from one another and do not seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who will accuse you is Moses in whom you have placed your hope. For if you had believed Moses, you would have believed me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. say the least, it's a little awkward to be celebrating Mass regularly without the opportunity to receive Holy Communion. And to be able to um, also to distribute Holy Communion is kind of one of the major jo joys of a priest's life, you know, to be able to see the faith of people as they come forward and present themselves to receive the body and blood of Jesus. Um, and as that faith is such an integral part of who we are as Catholics, it's something that is very painful for us to experience when we are separated from the sacraments. Um, and this is something that in different eras or times in the church people have considered or thought about. And uh, St. Thomas Aquinas wrote about this exactly. He, he was talking about whether or not somebody can receive the grace of the sacrament of Holy Communion when they're not able to receive it physically. Is there some connection between the, the spiritual reality that is Jesus' body and blood suffering for us, given for us on the cross, and the, the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist? And how do the two relate? And I, I think that when we look at what St. Thomas wrote, he talked about desire being the pivotal part. Just as we talk about Christ's desire or God's desire for us to be reconciled to, the, to himself throughout this Lenten season— we can also talk about our desire 
to know God and to love Him, our desire to be united with Him. And the church accepts desire as something in the place of sacraments in other, in other places. So, for example, uh, Father Samuel mentioned the martyrs by names at the beginning of Mass. As, as the martyrs, many of them, went off to, be, uh, to give their life and to die for Christ, this discussion arose uh, or came up in the early church. Whether or not somebody who, who believed that what the church taught was true, but had never received baptism, could possibly have the grace of salvation open to them. And the church, in its reflection and in, in throughout the consideration, says, yes, that desire suffices. So St. Thomas says that, that that desire would be enough for a person to receive the grace of baptism, even if they were not physically baptized. And he says, so too, in the grace of Holy Communion. If we are participating in a Mass in whatever way possible, as, as we start to enter into the mystery of the Holy Eucharist, our desire is enough, it's sufficient to unite us to the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, the Church prefers us in every instance where it is possible to approach the sacrament, because that is, the sacramentum is the word of God. It's a testimony. It's, it's God's testimony that he has linked his grace to this very action. That's what it is to have a sacrament. But his grace is not limited to that word. His grace is given to us, of course, but it's not limited and bound to that particular sacrament. The reception of baptism is necessary for starting the spiritual life, while the receiving of the Eucharist is requ requisite for its consummation by partaking, not indeed actually, but in desire, as an end is possessed in desire and intention. So we can begin to possess the grace of the Holy Eucharist, Jesus' body and blood, by having a desire, by letting that desire be ordered to... Um, sanctifying our souls, that that body and blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for us, is something which is by right ours as a Christian. It's been given for us. And that same grace, which is communicated to us in Holy Communion, can be approached and given to us throughout Christ's good pleasure or in Christ's good pleasure. And so as we approach the Holy Mass today, um, we, will act, uh, we will make this act of spiritual communion, this opportunity to present ourselves before the Lord and to call on his name, to call on that same sacrament which was given to us on the cross in Jesus' body and blood, and to say, I want communion with you, Lord. I want communion with you, even though I can't receive communion in the body and blood of Jesus, I am still communicated with that body and blood in my desire. And so we, we take faith and, and confidence that in this odd circumstance that we find ourselves in, that God desires more than ever to communicate the graces we need for our sanctification and our being made holy in each and every moment.